Oh, I'm so ready. I'm the most ready a person can be. We've already set this precedent. Our music is you, and sometimes a little bit of me. <laughs> Come join us and the file drawer. Come join Sam and Eric. They have many things in store for you to explore. Come and join in the file drawer. <laughs> that that's, was epic. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite one, I think. Oh, I almost, I don't know. I, like, I kind of felt like I was in church, maybe. Like, I don't know. That was just good. Yeah, man. Welcome back, everybody. This is the file drawer. Sorry, for a moment there, I was just taken away in the music and I forgot what we were doing. I thought this was just you singing to me on Skype <laughs> for an hour. That's what I kind of wish it was. Very anyway, file drawer. Here we are talking about stuff, talking about psychology yeah. and I, no, other things, uh, and you, mostly you are, your computer. Yeah, you got me. You got me on a different rant now. But you, you just said take me to church. Have you heard that Jose Jose song, "Take Me to Church"? Mm, no, I haven't. You haven't? No, I'm well, sorry. Um, I like the song. I like the melody of the song. Mm-hmm. Don't really listen, didn't really pay attention to the lyrics per se until I saw the video. And I'm not going to really get into it other than the video is heavy. Oh, and yeah. it made me sort of really pay attention to the lyrics of that song. Oh. It is heavy, man. It's like, oh, gosh. I'm anyway. going to do a better job of keeping a list of all of our links this time because you'll notice our, our, our very uh, longtime listeners will notice there were no show links, uh, show notes really last week. And that was because I did the editing. But I'm going to do a better job of collecting these while we're doing it, and then maybe there'll be a better chance of it. What's it called? Take me to church? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I mean, people yeah. can just Google that. No, I don't know no, no we're putting it. Okay, okay. It's, they can just Google it. it. Like, yeah, just Google it, people. Just, yeah. Unless you're driving while listening to this. Don't, don't Google yeah, it. Yeah, unless you're driving. But, um, yeah, or if you're like doing surgery you know, or something, too. This is, this is how we can – if people like – if people actually go to the website mm-hmm. to – uh, maybe use those links if they're good. Mm-hmm. Just like that episode. Just do a couple of likes. You don't have to comment or anything like that. Put it on the website. Hit, that little, hit website. that little heart button. Hit that little button at the bottom yeah. of, the, of the post. I'm not sure that really does anything other than just make more a higher number next to that heart button, but I'll take it. That makes it'll me feel let, good. But it'll, just, it'll just let us know. It'll be like it feed, feedback. Yeah, and also it's social proof because if somebody social. goes there and they see that other people have liked it, maybe they'll feel more inclined. Like, hey, you know what? This is good. I should like it too. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. how that's how movies <laughs> start. You know, no, you shouldn't like things just because other people like well, it. I'm not saying that's what you should do, but I'm just saying sometimes people do that. All right, sometimes, that's how, sometimes, people that's sometimes that's how humans work. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with this thing called psychology, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I have a, I have a, sl- I have a somewhat of a disgust toward humanity as well. That's it's a, true. It's a taste. Mm-hmm. It's just just a, taste. a smidge. It's a smidge, like a light, a light uh, sprinkle. How sprinkle. could you not have a light sprinkle of disdain toward humanity? Some people don't, man. How could you not? How could you live in this world and not kind of hate humans a little bit? Yeah. There are a lot of terrible humans out there. There are. They just yeah. give the whole species a bad rap. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, that because like, I'm some animal lover who loves animals more, too. Because no, animals are also, kinda, animals are also a-holes. Yeah, but, so you but you kind of hate animals, too. No, I don't, I don't hate. I don't hate. You have don't disdain. Hate. You have a light touch of disdain. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I like plants, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. 
<laughs> you ever do you ever go on on Reddit? You ever go to the subreddit uh, animals being jerks? Yeah, no, it's pretty great. No, uh, all right, put that put the, put that on the links, and I'll. Yeah, uh, I'm doing. I'm typing. Typing it up right now. <laughs> and I'll find that yeah, later. It's but uh, what is it? What does it have on there? Just oh, it's just it's just gifs or gifs, however you want to say it, of it's animals it's being uh, being jerks to each other. Like knocking each other off of stuff, or it's just, it's just good, good, good stuff. Good, good, clean fun. Good, clean fun. Good. Someone posted a video on Facebook, I believe, and it was about this guy who was this, he was this guy is camping, and a bear kind of came up to his campsite and kind of sat down and like watched. It was just kind of looked out at the horizon, just chilling. Like, it was almost like it was like basking in the glory of like nature. Yeah, it was. It was, it was so crazy. The bear did about that, or the guy did that. The, the bear. No. Oh. And he's just like videotaping the bear. I saw bear a video of a family of bears going in somebody's swimming pool in their backyard. I think it was in New Jersey. It was just like a, it was a mama bear and a bunch of baby bears in an above ground swimming pool. I think I saw that as well. It was I'm hilarious. Gonna, I'm gonna try to top your bear story. This might be something uh, I don't know. About. I've got I've got a bear story as well. So you go first. Well, have you seen the video of the bear riding the uh, the unit like a monkey and a bear riding the unicycle and like the I think the bear just like knocks the monkey over and then starts eating the monkey. Oh my god, no, that's terrible. <laughs> not a unicycle, like a bike, a little, you know, a little oh, circus. Okay. That's not the part of the story that I find like fascinating, Eric. I don't care what kind of contraption he was riding. <laughs> the fact that the bear ate the monkey. That's were they friends? Did they? You initially thought they were like, friends, and then it, it was, quickly took it a turn. It was in like some circus or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. But obviously, the 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 tide. Who knows what that monkey said? Maybe the monkey had it coming. <laughs> all, you know, all monkeys have it coming. <laughs> That's true. Monkeys, chimpanzees are the most frightening animal. Yeah. They will but tear chimpanzees your face are off. Monkeys, right? they were, chimpanzees, uh, monkeys and chimpanzees, they're I think, primate. Well, yeah. uh, you know what? I always get confused and sound like an idiot when I talk about <laughs> this. So I don't know. Uh, I've seen videos of bears ice skating. That's a thing. Uh, also... Yeah. Um, I my bear story involved a real life bear in my real life, camping yeah. up on Mount Baldy. I woke mm. up, I was camping by myself, and it was like five in the morning, and I wake up and I, I'm laying in my tent and I hear people banging pots and pans together and yelling indiscriminately. So I stick my head out of my tent and I look across the way, and there's a bear kind of being chased by other campers with pots and pans. That, that's basically it. Then the, well, the bear ran over by me. I feel like I may have already told this story. I think I told this story in like one of our first episodes. Who cares? You can tell it again. All right. Because who well, knows what we I picked up? We... I picked up two empty beer bottles to like bang them together to be loud to help chase the bear away. Uh, but one of them broke, and then it just looked like I broke a, a beer bottle and was coming at a bear with a broken beer bottle, which makes me sound a lot cooler and tougher than I actually am. So that's not what I was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Then the bear went up a tree and sat there for a little bit. That was basically it. And then, then he ran away. Wasn't that big of a bear. <laughs> it's, it's still amazing. Regard, I mean, bears are big. True. Small bears are big. And they can just climb up trees. Exactly. And that is actually what I was going to say. on a tree. It was a, not a big bear, but it was a big animal to see climbing up a tree. Which is what, like, my brain... Because normally, you, I, the only things I see in trees are, like, squirrels, right? And even though it was a small bear, it was, like, a hundred times the size of a squirrel. Uh, it was just weird to see it climbing up the tree so easily. Yeah. Bears, man. Grizzly bears, they scare me. Grizzly bears, chimpanzees, and great white sharks. It's like the trifecta of fear. 
Anyway. <laughs> That's what scares you. I, how could they you not? just pee your pants a little bit right there? Those okay, so chimpanzees will rip your face off. Like that's just a thing that they do. They don't, and they're super that's strong. The thing, that's that, there's one clear case that was in the news where that happened. Yeah, I know. Within the past couple and of years, you know right? what the most messed up thing was? You know what? So it was his owner or her owner uh, bringing that. You know what? They know what that person was bringing that chimpanzee? Food. A birthday cake to celebrate oh the chimpanzee's birthday, and it ripped her face Animals off. Animals are. Yeah, animals are worse than humans. Then yeah, most. Of them. <laughs> I don't know. Has, actually, no. There's probably a human that's ripped off someone's face. Oh yeah, when they Hannibal, brought him a birthday cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, was, he was fictional. Anyway. I don't know if you knew that, Sam. Uh, but was he, he? Based, okay. oh, was based, based on an actual person, Buffalo Bill, uh, right? Uh, I think based off of a couple of different uh, uh, kind of an amalgamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's new in your life, Eric? It's been it's been over a week since we've uh, we've spoken. So I want to know how the world of Eric is right now. The world of Eric is uh, is all good. I'm headed back to Claremont for a bit. I believe you said you are too, but the yeah. people don't know that. No, we're gonna, but, we're, uh, we're gonna cross paths and it'll be glorious. We've already made plans. Yep. Yeah. Gonna go to Maniac Mike's. Maniac Mike's restaurant at an airport, a small airport, and yeah. it's awesome. Like it's it's the fact that it's at an airport is only, is like that's that makes no like that has nothing to do with the appeal of going there. I just think the food is really good. Yeah, I like that it's owned by a maniac. I think when I first searched for, <laughs> I was searching for like just a breakfast food spot early, up, up, you know, that I could go to early in the morning. So the a that would be open with like this the main staples of like a. You know, a typical diner, like breakfast, what I like right? to call it, like a, a proper breakfast. You know, <laughs> breakfast. breakfast. Okay, like eggs, bacon, yeah. if you like that. Are there know, breakfast places that don't have that? Waffle. Um, you know, not a, like a McDonald's breakfast. Ah, you know what I okay. mean? You, uh, you hear the big news about McDonald's breakfast? That it's going to it's going to go twenty four hours. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and is that is that what it is? Yeah, is it, the they're going to they're going to they're gonna serve it all day. I think. I thought they're also changing their biscuit recipe or something like that. And they're, they're, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. Uh, you're obviously <laughs> deeper into the world of McDonald's than I am. I haven't heard that. That might, That's not. Uh, I don't follow the, the McDonald's trades as closely as you do. Here's the thing, man. Like information just passes through me. Like that doesn't pass through you. me. Like, like it, it passes across <laughs> my eyes. And um, I think it just kind of goes into the unconscious, and sometimes it bleeds out. Okay. It's like a bad. It's like a bad dye job. <laughs> this knowledge it's kind of bleeding out, and uh, I don't know. That's a terrible. I like that's, that's a great metaphor. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, we're gonna get breakfast. So yeah, it's going twenty four hours. No, nah, I'm talking about maniacs. Do you already know what maniacs. you're gonna order? I know what I'm gonna order. You know I've already I'm figured it out. Meals. I might go for it. <laughs> I might go for a two mealer. <laughs> you are a guy, and I I appreciate this about you. Who will order a side of whatever? Like it doesn't have to be a side. Like I'll take this and a side of pancakes, or give me a waffle on the side, and I appreciate I that. Think, and I'm going to do the same thing. I think. I think anything can be a side if you want it. <laughs> you I try think, hard enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a restaurant uh, in I want, it's in Raleigh, it's in North Carolina. I don't know where it's based out of. Called Cookout. Okay. And the greatest thing about this restaurant that I love is that you can get this combo tray. That's what they call it. And back when I was in college, I think it was around three ninety nine or something like that. But it's 
I don't think it's any more. It might be more than five dollars now. Go to, did I'm you go sure. to college in the nineteen seventies? Three ninety nine. What? <laughs> How much uh, food did you get for that? Maybe it wasn't three ninety nine. Maybe it was like four something. But it wasn't a lot of money. Okay. And uh, basically, you get like a you get a I think what they call a it's like a double cheeseburger type thing. Uh huh. Um, you know, I'm gonna look it up right now as we talk. Yeah, look it up. You get a double cheeseburger. Um, you could get, um, you know. I think two sides, and let me list. Let me list their sides. Are they legit sides? Let me let me list. And I'll tell you what I always got. Okay. The cookout tray. You choose one of the following: regular burger, burger, uh, barbecue sandwich, uh, strip tray. I'm not gonna read them all, mm-hmm. but I always got the big double burger. Read the, the sides out one. to me because I want to tell you what I would choose. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna list all the entrees for like uh, okay, the, yeah, the, yeah, the main yeah. Course, Okay. Lay it out to me. Regular burger, mm. barbecue sandwich, strip tray, big double burger. Chicken, Cajun chicken. Chicken or Cajun chicken. Oh, okay. Spicy chicken. Okay. Two hot dogs. Or uh, chicken or beef quesadilla at participating restaurants. I think that's new. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate a restaurant that won't sell you one hot dog. Like, hot dogs should always be sold in pairs. <laughs> 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 I, so I, I already like this place. <laughs> All right. So then you choose two of the following side items. Okay. So. Fries, okay, we know yeah, that. Sure, sure. Homemade Typical. slaw, mm-hmm. homemade chili, hush puppies, onion rings, corn dog, nuggets, chicken ranch wrap, <laughs> um, chicken wraps, uh, either ranch, honey mustard occasion, fried okra, or quesadilla, uh, either uh, chicken, beef, or cheese, and then one of the drinks. Wait, you so wait, so dish. you get two sides? So I could order two hot dogs and two corn dogs and have that be my meal? Yes. So <laughs> I would always get the big double burger, uh-huh. the corn dog, and hush puppies. That's a, that's a lot of breading, Eric. It is. Whatever, A dude. lot of breading. But, um, there, there, my point is there is nothing wrong with getting something that a normal human being right. would eat as an entree, as right. the main part. As a side. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I, I am on board with you. I, I agree. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the uh, country fried steak. Ooh. Oh, that you know. I think I got that once. I believe in. Yeah, and I might the- even. I might even get. And I remember making fun of Brendan for this at one point. He got that, and then got a side of biscuit and gravy, which is just an insane amount of gravy. That's a lot of gravy. But I might do it because I need some gravy. Yeah. Yeah. That's you don't think no I haven't no- had enough out here in, in <laughs> New York? I haven't had any gravy. No one needs gravy. <laughs> Everybody hey, wants gravy. First, no one needs gravy. People want gravy. It's true. <laughs> and, uh, that's okay, it. I guess so. I just want to point out real, real quick, not that anybody can see this. I evidently pigeons love podcasting because there are six pigeons sitting outside my window right now, just kind of looking in here. Can you hear them? Man, you should uh, kill one and eat it. Uh, I can't imagine that tastes very good. Did I already talk about this? Like, a, uh, I was watching. I don't know if it was Anthony Bourdain or whatever, and they were in some place, and you kind of. And I don't know if this to be a fact. I'm knowing right. this to be a fact that was said on Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> but yeah. he said, like a lot of cultures, pigeon is just a regular thing that people yeah. eat. It's, it's considered a delicacy. I and actually ate pigeon when I was in London. Did you? But I don't think it was like a city pigeon. Yeah, that's the difference. I mean, it wasn't raised. These pigeons literally eat garbage all day. But why don't we factor, you know, do the same thing with pigeons? Pigeons, pigeons apparently grow uh, really fast, and we could easily farm them and feed a lot of people. But, it's but a, they're not very big, this, like, though. They're not like 
You don't get you get maybe a meal out of one pigeon. I guess I don't know how efficient that actually is. You sound a little choppy on the phone right there. Hopefully, it's, it's probably because I was turning to look out the window. Oh, but no. Either way, though, I mean, if you could produce a lot, that means you don't have to. Who cares about the size? We're so concerned with like pumping out. I don't know fat hormone. Yeah. Uh, hormone and whatever chickens. And I don't know. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Um, we 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 genetically yeah. like modified chickens to basically just be uh, chicken breasts with little stubby legs. <laughs> just seriously, they, that's, they can't uh, even. We there are some chickens like with factory farming who are grown <laughs> so large and genetically modified to the extent that their tiny little legs can't even hold them up. They can't even stand up. That, now, what's the truth there? I, you that's know, I true, man. Really, I'm pretty sure that's true. I, well, so don't they just breed them to be a certain? I mean, they, well, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're breeding the feed, but I don't know if they're like. We're not modified. talking about their gene splicing or anything uh, like that. I mean, yeah, I don't know, actually. I don't think they're doing that. Um, Deliberate. And also, breeding. I don't think they're giving them, like, hormones. or, or No, they're definitely giving them hormones. Growth. Definitely giving them hormones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I only talk, I only talk 100% about things that I only know 25% about. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. good to me. Yeah. Um, all right. So you. I think you were answering the question of what's going on in your life, and then we started talking about uh, tube meat, yeah, hot dogs. Yeah, you know, I, I, this is the only computer talk I'm going to say, but uh, I was talking about Parallels Desktop uh-huh. last week. Uh-huh. And uh, man, but for for so, those who uh, don't know, what is what is Parallels Desktop? What is that? What is that? It's even? Like a, that it's a virtualization software. Okay, that, that doesn't answer the like question. <laughs> it's a it's it's a virtual machine. It's a software that allows you to run Windows. There you well, go. Any, any operating system. On a Mac, okay. essentially. It's there you go. That's what I was trying to get you to you know, explain. So I, I bought version 10 not too long ago. Probably uh, within within 30 days of them releasing version 11. Oh, that doesn't so I'm feel just good. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm just expecting that they're going to at least give some least heavy discount or free upgrade or something. Something, right? Yeah. And they do, but they do for like this really tight window of people that bought it. It's like it's like this arbitrary date that they selected. I'm guessing you're right outside the date. Right outside the day, maybe like That's seven so days. Dumb. Still within thirty days, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I wanted to make sure. I, I, I still think it's a good software, but I think it's ridiculous. But I yeah, because think about sure. how many people it could possibly be in the world where this affects them. We're probably talking. I mean, it's not like ever. Not that many people run virtualization software. Not that many people bought it just outside the window. Like, what would it cost this company to give you, you know, to to cut you some slack? Not I'm much. I'm banking. I'm banking on that they do. They've actually ran the numbers, and that's how they came up on that day. Because you like you register the software and stuff yeah, like that. You're probably giving them way too much credit. Yeah, it's probably true. There <laughs> was some true. guy sitting in a room and was like, "We need to come up with the date of a cutoff date." He's like, "How about this?" Not only like, that, yeah. the, I think the date extends for like a month after, as if people were going to buy the old one. Uh, see, at while that the point, new one's out. At that point, I feel like you should just be punished for being dumb. Like I, I, you should like not. Like the other one was there, and you, you could have bought it, but you didn't. So yeah, it sounds like this is ridiculous. So there are other uh, virtualization softwares that mm-hmm. uh, people also suggest. So you, for a the, the other sort of commercial product is VMware. I actually think uh, I, um, I've played around with that a long time ago. I think. Yeah, they they uh, I think the software might be called VM Fusion. A lot of people like it. A lot of people think it's it's uh it's a little bit uh, snappier, speedier than I, I guess um, um, than Parallels Desktop. And uh, actually, there's another free software. It's open source uh, called VirtualBox, which I think you have to kind of you know figure out how to get it to work. I don't, I don't know if it's yeah. easy. Sounds uh, sounds right up your alley. Yeah, sounds like something for you to obsess over. 
Yeah, but uh, I mean, I already bought this one. It's oh, okay. And I do like the features. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. VirtualBox doesn't have the features as parallel that Parallels Desktop has, but gotcha. it will like to do it. So if anybody's interested, there are other options out there. Yeah, uh, there are. That's that's I'm, a tangent on that. I'm going to add that to the list. Other virtualization <laughs> options. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm keeping a list. We're going to be, we're gonna be so legit from here on out. We're going to have beautiful show notes every time you edit. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, uh, I just want to point out uh, as usual that I've turned off my fan and that it's very, very hot in my apartment. I'm waiting. I'm so waiting for fall to get here so I can stop just sitting here and sweating all over myself. And I have discovered so the, the table that I bought for my, my apartment is just a kind of soft top card table that I bought from Target. And it doesn't feel super great when your arms get sweaty and you're like leaning against this soft kind of cushy top and it starts to soak through and get soggy. And uh, I've been getting like heat rashes on my forearms because I can sit here in my own sweat all day long in front of my computer. Uh, and it's disgusting. Yeah, who buys uh, tops with fur on it? Not fur. Or, or you, it's, I think you're, so, it's you're so basic, Sam. It's you're soft. such a basic worker. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't, don't, Desk don't, with the fur. Um, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, kind of soft. Yeah. I feel I feel like someone's gonna walk in. You're gonna have fur in your desk, and you're gonna be looking at them and, and saying your like worst Austin Powers impressions. Yes, that's right. That, that's a, that ain't my bag, man. <laughs> that's my bag. Man. Uh, two new garbage desks were out there mm-hmm. at the same location, but it's weird. They're right inside this fence, so I can't tell if this like it's some sort of staging area for garbage, or if those are just outside desks for some reason. Uh, so. Yeah. I don't know. What should I do? Should I go grab one? Go ask them. Well, I don't ever see anybody. There's nobody ever out there. There's no place to walk into? Not really. Hmm. It's a crazy right. place. Whatever. I think you should just act like you don't see him next time. Yeah, and just grab it and just go. Because I'm tired of you bringing it up and not, <laughs> not, not being about it. Yeah, yeah I guess like... People used to say, we'll talk about it, be about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, like, I guess like to talk the talk, the talk not, not walk the walk. Maybe I'll just, that'll just be my outside uh, workspace. I'll just go use the desk there. You know what? Um, uh, walking the walk. I, it reminds me. I have this quote that I just – I like this quote, and okay. I just print, reprinted it off. Because I, I, generally I like to have like quotes around me and stuff like that. I just yep. haven't set anything up yet. I don't really know where I'll put it or whatever. But then I can just kind of read and sort of like remind myself of certain things, you know? Do you want, do you <laughs> want me to like list – I can give you a bunch of my quotes, like quotes of things that I can say to you? <laughs> no, it's not right. But uh, and I've never read the man's stuff, but it's a quote that I've come across, um, and it's um, attributed to Ogman. Man, I think Ogman Zingo. Okay. You heard of him? No. I think he was like a salesman late in life or something like that, and he wanted to be a writer, and then finally wrote this book. I think it was a story about maybe a salesman or something like that. I can't remember what exactly what it's called, but I'll find it and put a link up. But uh, the quote is kind of long, so bear with me. Okay. Read um, it. Read it dramatically, please. No, I'm just going to read it. Okay, um, I'll, probably, I'll try not to stumble okay. as I read it. Fine. But uh, I will act now. I will act now. I will act now. Henceforth, I will repeat these words each hour, each day, every day, until the words become as much a habit as my breathing, and the action which follows becomes an instinctive, as instinctive as the blinking of my eyelids. With these words, I can condition my mind to perform every action necessary for my success. I will act now. I will repeat these words again and again and again. 
I will walk these. Fa- I will walk where fa- failures fear to walk. I will work when failures seek rest. I will act now, for now is all I have. Tomorrow is the day reserved for the labor of the lazy. I am not lazy. Tomorrow is the day when failure will succeed. I am not. A, I am not a failure. I will act now. Success will not wait. If I delay, success will become wed to another and lost to me forever. This is the time. This is the place. I am the person. So a little self uh, type stuff. Oh, let's just that, take a uh, moment to appreciate like how good that quote is. I, I really need, like it. That is really good. I need to print that off and give it to this client that I'm working with right now. My work with them basically is getting them to stop talking about doing work and to act now. So yeah. we need this is how we're kicking off our next meeting. <laughs> I'm gonna make them read this. Yeah, I mean the book, the whole book itself might be interesting. I just I've never read it, so I, I can't well, say what's it? Okay, so I tried to just write this person's name ph- uh, phonetically, and what I wrote down was Ogman Zingo. O g g m a n z i n g o. That's not that's not right, right? Well, uh, say that one more time because O g g m a n z i n g o. I think it's just one one G on the first name. Oh, that's not okay. So that is uh, no, uh, no, Ogmandino. Mandino, sorry. Og Mandino. So anybody who's heard that Wait, quote. is Og his first name? Yeah, I don't know if it's short for something or what. Man- it's short for Augustine. Okay. It's short for Augustine, but he Got goes it. by Og Mandino. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, that's good stuff right there. I like that. Do you have that somewhere like taped to your wall? Oh, uh, right now it's just sitting on my desk, but it probably won't You should get that tattooed somewhere. across your chest. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen, <laughs> silly. Stop okay. being such a silly goose. All right. All right. No more silly goosing. Yeah. But, you know, some people don't like that. So, I mean, it's sort of in that self-affirmation world or whatever. Mm, but that's not, it's good. That's not, I hate it's self-affirmation. Good, you know? It's nice to have a reminder to, to do things. It's kind of – yeah, it is. I mean, it's, I think a, it's, it's a legitimate self-leadership strategy, doing things to your environment to, to prompt you to take the action that you want to take. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's legit. Exactly. I hear an awesome helicopter going by, and I have, like, every – Nerve in my body wants to go run to the window and see what kind it is, but I'm not because I'm a professional. Uh, can you listen to it and say that's a it's not, black hawk? <laughs> black hawk I can usually tell the difference between like a, I guess a regular helicopter and a millet. Hold on, I'm going one second. Yeah, is it a um, uh, what's that? What's that helicopter? I know you're away, I'm gonna keep on talking. What's that helicopter that? Has the propellers that too, too many turn. buildings? I just I sorry I I was not even at my mic for the last. I, I, 10 I know seconds. you weren't. Okay. I, I, no, I was just kind of talking to fill some oh, space. Oh, good. Yeah. But, um, but I, I couldn't see it. Too many buildings. I can only uh, hear it. What's What's the you know, Osprey? That's what I was trying to remember. Uh, the Osprey. Have uh, you ever yeah. seen the Osprey fly? Yeah, those are crazy. I don't think I've ever seen one fly. Yeah, yeah I've seen them fly. Living in Pensacola, I've seen a couple, and it's just a, awesome. a sight to see how just big it is and yeah. I like. I've never never seen one take off though. I, I, that I would be see. awesome. I've seen uh, Chinooks are just incredibly huge, and they, they sound so different from like a regular helicopter. And mm. a Chinook carrying something is one of the coolest things. Is it a military? Helicopter? Yeah, those are the double double propellers, and they often like tow things beneath them, like tanks and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Pretty neat. <laughs> Pretty neat. In a past life, I was thinking about going into the military and trying to fly helicopters. Yeah, you would have um, had to take the aviation selection test battery. Yeah, and did you work on that? Yeah, I think I've talked about it before. Yeah, I I know you've worked on it. I just didn't know which one specifically you've worked on. Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't have known you at the time, so I wouldn't have gotten any sweet tips, and I would have failed. You would have gone on to all these sites 
that were um, yeah. people spread what they call gouge. Mm. And basically, there's still, uh, cheating on tests is such a huge business. I mean, yes. uh, just, uh, ran by, I think I might have talked about this before, but really, uh, I think it's really big in other countries especially, but they'll pay people to go in and to take a test and try to remember, you know, you remember the first, these, you know, five questions and they have all these different ways of doing it and they just basically go you know to some website and just dump all the questions that they remember yeah and uh, they get paid to do it it's a that's, huge business especially for like high days high uh, yeah high dumb dumb yeah dumb anyway anyway what, to, man? what have i been up you? to uh let's see still trying to find a job but things are getting clearer uh around that i think i may by the next time we speak i may have uh landed a full-time position so that's will you exciting. keep on doing these will you keep on uh will you continue to do the side projects the freelance stuff or will i will to... i will continue uh this freelance project that i'm on at least probably at least for another month maybe another month and a half that's probably how long it'll take to get it to a place where we can hand it off to the client and have them feel like they can carry it on. Uh, yeah. So that's probably most most likely, which I'm fine with. Um, it's good work. I like what I'm doing. Um, and I'm pretty sure whatever I choose to do full-time-wise, I think they'll understand me needing to wrap up this work first. Okay. And what I'm actually really considering doing, so, let's, so if I accept one of these full-time positions and then have this freelance work to finish for the next month or month and a half. I am considering taking like a week long vacation in, I guess that'd be the middle of October because my summer has just been utter chaos and I have not had like a legitimate break uh, for a long time. So I may take a, an October summer vacation, like in between Whoa, those two things. A week, a whole week. Yeah, yeah I know. Week. Crazy, crazy American with all my time off. Uh, yeah, so that would be good. I need to get my head on straight. I gotta just chill for a bit. Although in my the my messed up brain is like, man, that would be a great time to really get going on some PhD stuff. Like you could like crank out the rest of your thesis in that week, uh, which I would. It would feel really good to like make see, like, serious progress on that. So I may, I may in that time off between jobs actually try to crank out some PhD stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Um, can you talk about these uh, jobs? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about them. So I'm in the position, a really cool position right now, of having two offers on the table and probably a third one if I wanted to. I'd have to f- complete this one final assignment and give a little presentation, but I'm confident that that would eventually end up in an offer as well. But the cool thing is, is uh, that all three of these are basically comparable in salary and benefits. Like that, you can kind of just take that off the table. Like there's not any of the three are not much more lucrative than the others, but they all are very kind of different opportunities. So opportunity A would basically be working for this 25 year old design firm that wants to, that is not based in New York, but wants to open an office in New York. And they want to move into more of the strategy and organizational design work that I'm interested in. So if I were to take on this role, I would be one of just a couple people here in New York basically actively opening a new like, branch, essentially, of this company in New York, ex- expanding mm. their geographic uh, footprint to New York. 
So that's very interesting, and that would require then in that position, I would be like very much in kind of a leadership position, and I would need to be bringing a lot of ideas to the table and working hard to create new business opportunities for the company, which is all very exciting um, and and interesting. Option B is with is with a very small startup uh, that does organizational design consulting. So like a similar type of work, you know, helping companies uh, just work more responsibly to help these really large companies act a little bit more um, nimbly, like more like a, like a startup. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's so it's but this company is a startup. I will be full time employee number one. Uh, the leader of this organization is very much a visionary in this field, um, followed his work for a long time, and uh, without going into too much detail that really gives it away, um, I just really admire this guy's work, and I think his plan with this company is very interesting and very much aligned with how, like, where the future of work is going with more and more people mm-hmm. adopting, uh, more and more people choosing to be freelancers, and uh, especially in the consulting realm, because um, the, the idea of this company is is basically doing organizational design consulting, um, and then opening it up to basically a network of consultants that all use the same IP, the same branding, um, but are still independent consultants. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Which, I've mean, heard of those type of models. For sure. Uh, and if you know, too, I mean, you know, like my academic interest, I've been saying that the movement in work is very much towards that more independent mm-hmm. model. So I'm fascinated by that as a concept and helping build that company would be really interesting. And I feel like I would learn a lot uh, from this guy. And I would get a chance to work, obviously, very closely with him because I would be full-time employee number one. Yeah. Um, and you would also, I mean, obviously, at some point, I would imagine be one of those sort of consultants that is part of the company or yeah. Or yeah. No. yeah. So, but your the employment would be within the company, like basically. Yeah. So actually he's, so yeah, no. good point. So there are some so he's building out this idea of a network of consultants, um, but that he is going to have full-time employees helping to build this company basically. Yeah. So like yeah. year one is very much just taking on these various consulting gigs, similar to what I'm already doing right now. But yeah. trying to be more deliberate about collecting our IP as we create it and creating a, a library of materials that once we start bringing in uh, associate you know, consultants who are independent, they have materials and they can quickly kind of learn our approach. Um, so the very beginning would be very much around doing the work and, and collecting the IP. Later on, it would be more expanding the network and providing services and amenities to the independent uh, consultants that are part of the company. Which is all super is that, interesting to me. Is that is that based in New York? Yeah, all three of these will be based in New okay, York. Okay, so location so is not, or anything. not an yeah. issue. I, I thought I was thinking. Yeah, the first here. one would require me to fly to a city in the Midwest pretty regularly and maybe for some longer stays, um, but I, would, I wouldn't have to move. Um, and then the third one, and this one is, I don't actually have an offer on the table yet. I, I need to kind of finish this last assignment if I decide to move forward with it. It is with, again, kind of doing similar type work, but it's with a firm here in New York that has been around, I think, like 15 years maybe. But they're very well respected. Um, they have a pretty recognizable name, not like a huge consulting firm. Not We're not talking about like a Deloitte or something. Um, still relatively f- small, very similar to 
what undercurrent was, um, or at least the closest to what undercurrent was before it it closed. Um, I would be part of a team kind of right from the beginning, not opening a new office or anything, but doing some interesting stuff with pushing their uh, work with behavioral change in, within the context of organizational change. But I would also just be another person, an, another strategist working on the ongoing projects that they have. Uh, so all three of these are like very different and would put me on different paths to like future career stuff. So it's just an interesting and very, like I'm obviously very grateful to be in this place and it's a very first world problem to have three cool job offers potentially in front of you. Um, but I just want to make sure I'm thinking through this in a way that I, I feel good about the decision that I ultimately, uh, ultimately make. Cool, man. Mr. Career Counselor, uh... which one do I choose? Well, I, I, I kind of want to ask more questions. You can ask more questions. You can ask more questions. Um, we also don't have so, to talk about this. I don't know how interesting this is to people, but this is like my mind, <laughs> my mind, my process right now. Of like, I, I can tell you like what my criteria are in my mind. I think because um, I'm trying to like weigh them on each of these. But I'm yeah, I'm interested in whatever questions you have too. Well, I was just kind of, I mean, things to think about. So it seems like you know, at least one of the companies is going to be more of a. Actually, no. The first two, I mean, almost did sound like. Yeah, you're going to be doing like a lot of the business side stuff. So I mean, if you're going to potentially and having to like do sell and get clients and stuff like that, but like you know, that's actually a skill that I want to develop. I want to learn how to like. I want to be good with being able to talk to clients about this type of work and get them on board with the idea of us of, of us working together. I think in the first one the one where I'd be helping open a, an office in New York, I think I would be leaned upon a lot more than any of the other on, ones on to second. do hold that. Hold on, oh, hold gosh. on one You turned robot-y. Hello? What'd, what'd you do, Eric? I don't know. I just started acting crazy. <laughs> you know what? If you can hear it in the future, if my story is boring, just tell me, man. You don't have to fake tech. <laughs> don't need to do that. We're good friends. Um, so so <laughs> I, lost, I lost you there for a bit. Didn't, um, um, and you were saying that? That skill of basically... I want to uh, get good at that. Yeah. But I also think in the first position, I kind of feel like I'm expected to already be kind of good at that. Like, there's yeah. nobody in the first company... There's definitely one guy who's a champion for this type of work um, who I would be working very closely with, but there's not necessarily somebody that I would be looking to or working with in that company who has kind of figured things out and just needs somebody to help him or her, it would be me very much driving that. And I, I could make it work, I think. I just don't, on first thought, I don't feel like I am prepared to be yeah. that person. Not yeah. yet, at least. Um, like my, The whole reason I came to New York in the first place was to join a company where I would be somebody on a team and learn from everyone and kind of see how things are done and just, you know, add this rep add this experience to my repertoire um i haven't that hasn't really happened because you know three weeks in the job disappeared so i don't feel like i have that yet and i feel like the first job would be um would require me to be decent at that the second one even though i'd be the first real employee the the founder has a pretty clear vision and amazing contacts with clients like he is extremely well connected so I would just kind of be working along with him and not necessarily expected to like bring in new work. 
Uh, is there opportunity there for you to, I mean, sort of voice your own opinion and contribute? So. Or is it, yeah. or is it you just basically uh, fulfilling the task mm. that he envisioned that the, this right. person envisions he or she, I don't know. I'm, it, he, um, I, no, I think there's definitely an expectation that I would be bringing my own thoughts and ideas to what we're doing. Uh, it just wouldn't be riding on me. And that's yeah. kind of more of how I feel about the first one, that if if I had success, I could definitely feel like I took a, a lot of the credit of that. But I could also see a, a, a way where, like, I don't know the first thing about broaching the, uh, the kind of sales process of talking about this consulting work with, a huge organization, you know, and yeah. I want to, I want to I be good at that. I do want to learn that, but I don't feel like I have that knowledge now. And maybe that's the thing that I would very quickly learn on the ground. Um, but I don't think I, I don't, I definitely don't have experience at least with that. Yeah. Um, whereas in the third one, I wouldn't be doing anything with that. I don't think like they have, a, they're very, they have like a hundred something employees. They're a well-established company and other people yeah. deal with bringing in work. I would just be working on stuff. So I would just be doing uh, the work. The, the other thing. So I, that's one thing to think about. The other thing as well is um, I want to go wherever I can learn the most. And yeah. I will learn a lot in any of the positions, I think. But again, with the first one, I feel like the learning there would just be me trying and failing and, and just learning what works because there's not necessarily a person that I can look to who has it figured out, who can teach me the ways, basically. I would have to be figuring it out on my own, which I've been successful at in, in the past. Uh, the second one would have the opportunity to work very closely with this person that I consider kind of a visionary in this field. Um, and then whoever else we end up bringing on, it would be a very small team. And then the third one... There's a pretty robust group of people who are already doing this work. And the thing is, I'm not, as I would learn a ton from all of them, um, to what extent we would be working on things that really align with what I want to do. It'd probably be a little bit hit or miss. I'm sure I'd have to do some things that are just not particularly interesting to me, but I'm part of the team, so I would do them anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I mean, like, right now, like where I sit today, I think I'm leaning more towards the uh, the startup right mm. now because I, to the extent that I admire this guy's thinking and work. Um, that was that was Company B, right? Yeah, Company B. Yeah, uh, it's where I'm thinking right now. Also, I'm also at a point in my life where accepting additional risk for potential higher upside makes more sense. I mean, I. I very simply, I don't have a family. You know, I don't have kids. I'm yeah, not married. Exactly. I don't necessarily. And, and the thing is, it's not like I'd be of the three offers right now or of the two offers. It's the it's actually the slightly higher salary as well. So it's not like I'm taking like a 50 percent pay cut to potentially do something with this with this startup. It's like he's already paying me well off the, the bat. It's just obviously a, a newer thing. And there's always more risk with that. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's an interesting like I said, I'm very grateful for the the decision, but I'm hoping to make it soon because I just want, I, I, I kind of crave resolution in this part of my life. And so I can start focusing on one thing professionally again. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't had that for a little while. So, and I guess actually my fourth option is to not take any of those and just continue freelancing. Cause I think I could probably continue patching together work as a freelancer, but I don't know if I want to do that. I, I, I want to. 
I want to join a team and feel like I'm building something, which I don't yeah. necessarily get as a freelancer. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Join, Maybe you want to join a team and feel like you're building something. I hear that. Yeah, which is weird <laughs> to actually hear me say I, because I, I am very, like, up until, like, a year ago, I was Mr. Independent Work and Mr. Freelancer, and yeah. I still think that's very interesting and maybe something I want to do in the future, but I just know the experience that I need at this point, I don't know that I can get as a freelancer. Yeah. So, yeah. It's based on what you said that, that middle one does seem pretty, pretty yeah. good. But I can I tell you more offline know. about why, but I, I don't want to get into super specific details yeah. uh, right now, but uh, yeah, no, maybe I'll go, I mean, I'll go up the second one, help build it into something awesome. And then, uh, you know, find an awesome way for you to get involved and then we can be coworkers. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> open that, open that Houston office. Houston, yeah. Uh, this is a big economy in Houston, apparently. I mean, yeah. I don't know the stats, but uh, it's uh, it's yeah. Again, it's it's a very different city than what I imagined prior to coming here. Uh, Ooh. yeah. Uh, just a just a quick update on my body heat situation. Uh, <laughs> sweat just dripped off my nipple and onto my shorts. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That is disgusting. I know. This is what I put myself through. I'm like an elite athlete doing this right now. Yeah. Uh, an elite athlete probably wouldn't just be sitting here in his own puddle of sweat while talking. Um, what else we got on our list? Well, let's, let's talk about the – let's save the other stuff for later. Mm. Um, let's talk about the, the – uh, I guess recent, and it's not necessarily recent information because I think there's been, I think there's been a past study. Um, uh, there was some news of a study that just came out recently. I think NPR did a um, story about it. On it. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, let's. let's uh, like I said, I was going to try to do this real quick. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, We're this very high high level production. <laughs> oh, Researchers recently tried to replicate a hundred experiments in psychology that were published in three leading journals. And Shankar's here to talk about that. Shankar, what did they find? They found something very disappointing, David. Nearly two-thirds of the experiments did not replicate, meaning that scientists repeated these studies but could not obtain the results that were found by the original research team. Two so that's them explaining it. No. All right. So <laughs> two my words. So how do you feel? As we are two we are we are psychologists, so this should make us feel things. What are the feelings that you're feeling, Eric? Um, you know, I, I didn't get the chance to actually read the article myself. Sure. Uh, just with that, I guess with that concept, like let's assume that they did a good job with the replications, that they they followed, you know, what the procedures were. They they did it the correct way. What? So let's just take if, all that as read. Um, so if we if we assume that, mm-hmm. I would say. Hey, it depends on what, like the, I guess, but I, I don't know if this is all scientific. I don't know if this is all like psychology. So I don't, I'm not sure what the phenomena is. That it they was all psychology papers. Was it all psychology? All from top tier journals as well. Okay. Um, so uh, if we assume that, yeah. which I, I won't assume. Until I'm, I'm, I'm making you did. assume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, here's um, the other, the meta thing is the fact that this is a study too. So could this, is this replicable? I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd be interested in knowing what the actual, you know, phenomenon is that that was unreplicable and what was because maybe things that something in the 
the culture, something about people has fundamentally changed. Fundamentally changed. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, maybe. I, I doubt yeah. two thirds. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they also broke it out from, I'm looking at one of the uh, articles here, uh, breaking it out like social psychology from cognitive psychology. And it said in the investigation, a whopping 75% of the social psychology experiments were not replicated. Um, uh, here's the word that comes to my mind. Again, assuming, assuming these were done well, everything's on the up and up. The word that I'm coming up with is disappointing. Like, I don't know how you could be a psychologist and not be disappointed by the fact that one of the most basic tenets of the scientific method, the idea of, of being able to reproduce somebody else's work, is just like falling on its face in psychology. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if they did this again just in other if Another, if it would, yeah, if it I would. Think they, I think they might have. I think they might have. Actually, yeah, 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 I don't want to speak falsely about that, but uh, yeah, I don't think you'd find similar results. But I, it's not surprising that certain things are unreplicable. I mean, sure. To me, I mean, I think this is not necessarily a problem in the quote-unquote hard sciences, and that is a thing that we, as psychologists, have always been like sensitive about. You know, to what extent yeah. are we actually? Because the hard sciences love giving the social sciences shit for not being real science, and things like this just like feed into that yeah i mean i think when you're trying to study social you know especially like social psychology but like human behavior and things like that you know trying to understand the human mind but also these inner you know we are social creatures all these all these interactions that we have with other people our environment etc i think it's just harder i don't want to say it's harder because that's (laughs) it's just different i mean it's 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 harder it is harder to quantify i mean it's harder to i guess quantify uh i guess operationalize yeah um at the same time when we talk about like I guess threats to validity and things like that, now it's almost even if you know we went to school, so obviously it's different. We specifically studied psychology, but I think that the idea of psychological studies is just so much. It, it, it's more known to like the human, to the to the culture in general. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So how many times people kind of just say um, in jest? Oh, I mean, am, I, am I in some sort of psych experiment or something? You know what I mean? Sure. And we talk about you know validity and uh, threats to validity in terms of like you know, people sort of playing to either the experimenter sometimes or yeah. do people change behavior because now they're. But why wouldn't that come out in replication things. efforts? I, I, I would. I, I'm thinking that maybe back in the day where maybe some of these studies were just so new. Uh, well, there's, I mean, I uh, yeah, I guess I I, I, I don't know yeah, the time frame happens. actually. I don't know yeah. on the dates. I don't, I don't really, but I think oh, it was like I don't think they were just like doing things from the fifties either. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't actually okay. know. That's a good point. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just I I would probably it would probably affect me. Like I, I would be interested to talk to, for example, Becky about this or somebody yeah. in academia, like to what extent this affects how they do things or how they think about things. Um, yeah. It does make it tougher. It does make it tougher for somebody in the applied world like I am right now who likes to obviously root my work in good psychology to do that uh, with any sense of people giving me the, like, respecting that as an approach. You know, it's harder to point at science if they can then point at something like this and be like, yeah, but you don't actually know. Like, this is just made up. I mean, I mean, all right, so a couple of thoughts on this, though. When we talk about scientific progress as well, I mean, I think we learn things 
through time and I guess attempted replication or reproducing mm -hmm. studies in different ways, et cetera, things like that. I don't, I don't think that just because something doesn't show up in a replication, it necessarily throws away, especially if there's a lot of research in an area that's been done. I don't think it necessarily throws away uh, what has been learned from prior research. You know what I'm saying? If all the studies looking at uh, phenomena X are just totally off, this, you know, this one phenomena, maybe that says something, you know what I'm saying? But I, I don't know to what extent that's, that's true. Yeah, um, I mean, I think just thinking about... Also, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, right, we... I'm going to stop it and play it one more time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't hear you. Hello? That's a bummer. Yeah, I'm here, man. You can't hear me, though. I can say anything I want. Here I am just talking, talking about talking crap about Hello? Eric. I hate that Eric guy. Hello? He's the worst. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think with fly. Think. Oh, hello there, Eric. Yeah, this is just acting crazy. That's weird. That's weird. I, uh, yeah. I talked behind your back a little bit while you couldn't hear me. Uh -huh. I could hear you perfectly fine. Did you, um, yeah, leave that in there. Don't edit it out. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's right. I, mean, yeah, I don't think it throws out everything. I mean, I, again, sure. I don't know the specifics of the article. Yeah. Uh, to say everything, you know, it doesn't automatically dismiss everything. Um, but also, I'm, I'm kind of a cynic anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what, what do I know? Oftentimes, because you know, articles are meant to be, a, you know, or have to be a certain length, aren't really descriptive. Yeah. You know, they're supposed to be written in a way that they are rep replicable. But oftentimes, when you're trying to cut out things that sort of tailor to yeah. a uh, requirement of some sort, journal, yeah. you cut out things. And yeah. So the question is, can things truly be replicated? Are all the, is all the information there? For people to truly replicate, for one, yeah, and then also, in writing um, papers, people will, do, you know, there are, there is I wouldn't say fibbing in terms of people fibbing their results per se because I don't think it's the mass, yeah. uh, the right. majority of people, but people do kind of uh, hide the fact that sometimes maybe they they poked around yeah. before they analyzed something, yeah, you know, you know what I mean, yeah, and so exactly, disclose stuff. I think, and then on top of that, were these things replicated exactly? I doubt that, man. Yeah. I doubt that. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we do. Again, have, we do know that like some very tiny differences between replications can have huge effects, even like yeah. a matter of like what the experimenter was wearing and things yeah. like that. Um, here's a, a bigger like question. Too. Yeah. Huh? Bigger question so for what? you. Isn't it? I don't want to. Let me phrase it more neutrally. Yeah. Is it? Actually, no, I'm not going to worry about being neutral. It seems like our just scientific process with doing experiments, writing them up, submitting them to literally like a paper and pen, uh, paper and ink journal that is literally published, and then you get to read what other people have done. Doesn't that just seem like a very 19th century way of adding to, of, of collecting and sharing our scientific knowledge? given the fact that only studies for the most part that show an effect are ever published that very rarely is data actually published with, you know, with journal articles. Yeah. Isn't there, is there just a massive rethinking of how we go about moving and publishing and, and maybe publish is even the wrong word, like sharing and building sharing. scientific knowledge, disseminating information. It just seems very yeah, old so. school, especially, especially with the web now, online. Yeah. you know, especially yeah, especially with that, then space is not really an issue. Yeah, you know, it's bizarre um, to me for me to like kind of see what's been done in my field. I literally need to find either a paper or digital version of a journal to read and 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 like figure it out that way. It just seems like, 
I mean, there's so, and I would have to sit down and think about it more, but using the, the power of large numbers of, of, I mean, there's huge number of people doing research, all collecting data. Like there's gotta be a way to use some 21st century technology to do this in a better way than what we're currently doing. Yeah. I mean, it literally takes over a year a lot of the time to submit something and have it approved and published. Like, in our world right now, that seems kind of absurd. Like, there are very few industries where people would just be okay with that slow of a turnover. Yeah, but you got to think about the publication process first. I mean, yeah. hey, first, not even first. You have to actually write it and do the study and all that sure, stuff. Sure, sure. If we're not considering that, say we submit. Yeah, I'm not even talking about the, the actual creation process because that could take a long time. Um, the people that do, you know, the reviews and stuff, man, I, I, I don't know to what extent uh, or how far these you know, people are in their careers, but I'm, I'm certainly thinking that uh, you know, a, lot, a lot of people in the research who do research in academia are trying to achieve like tenure in their career, you yeah, know what I'm saying, yeah. at, at whatever school they work for. Um, and I assume, and I, I don't know this for a fact, but I would assume that the people that review these papers are both, you know, people that are experienced and probably already tenured in those that are not maybe I, I don't, yeah I don't know. i'm just i'm just arguing that why is that even like let's think even let's break it and build it from the bottom oh, why the, is there the, why do we even have tenured professors like reading other people's like why is that our our, our mechanism for deciding you know i mean yeah I, I know it it has worked in the past and that's it makes logical sense i'm just questioning and i maybe i shouldn't because i don't necessarily have a better answer yeah. but i'm just questioning if there's a better way that you can uh basically critique scientific thought and progress and then put it back out there for other people to comment on other than literally having one person who this isn't even necessarily their full-time job look at your paper and decide and i I know there's more than one person usually that that reviews it but i'm just saying that seems like a very analog process in a world where other things are moving forward in very uh kind of exponential ways yeah you know you know what though Unfortunately, it's just a part of it's, it's a system that has existed for a while. Sure. But if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, psychology still, in terms of psych, uh, modern sort of psychology research, psychological research, isn't that old? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you really think about it. That's um, why we shouldn't be attached to our ways. Like, we haven't been around well, long enough to actually. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And I, my point was going to be yeah. well, maybe it is evolving, probably yeah. not as fast as it needs sure, to. Sure. Maybe it is. I mean, I think right. there are some journals that, yeah. that say your data must be readily available exactly. if we ask exactly. for it. Um, and there's some online you know, journals uh, and some journals that publish only non-significant findings and stuff. But I'm just yeah. thinking, like, what would a if we if we were tasked if we were given the design problem of redesign mm. the the scientific uh, progress system in psychology? I doubt we would land on this in today's day and age. Yeah, some sort of maybe use some sort of crowdsourcing. Some sort efforts. of yeah, so some sort of crowdsourcing, some sort of some level of um, like algorithms looking over results for uh, anomalies. Uh, I mean, I, that may not exist right now, but I bet you we could create some stuff. We could run results through some some. I mean, if Google can do all the crazy stuff they're doing, I'm sure we could do some technology stuff to help with who's that. It, who's it? Who's gonna make that? No, like, that's the thing. That's market. the thing. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm blue sky solutioneering here. Oh yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, I, if, if we were tasked with, you know, no restraints, but other than maybe just, you know, you can't say create a box that just does whatever. If we're staying in the realm of possibility, what would we come up with? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah anyway. Because I, 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 I also um, saw, I've seen versions of this done, or a similar thing where they, um, 
where they have submitted, resubmitted articles that either like, so like take a batch of articles that uh, had not yep. been published, like chose, like rejected from a, from a journal, resubmitting them and having them with no changes and having them accepted. Yeah. Like that's, that's if, if we're talking about science as being this truly objective thing, that probably shouldn't happen. Uh, but because we're dealing with humans and, and it's not as objective as we like to think it is, things like that happen. So I'm just wondering how we can make that better in the future. Yeah. Well, I always like to remind myself, man, uh, and this is in very simple terms. This, this is how I think, this is how I say it and think it in my head. It's a job. Yeah. Well, it's you, you know what I'm like you could catch an editor on a bad day and boom, exactly. your article does not get accepted. Exactly. And if we're talking about this is the system for advancing human knowledge, that just shouldn't be built into the system. So that's all. Yeah. It's, so it's there needs up. to be a better way. What's needs to be a better way. way? Uh, we're taking yep. uh, listener submissions. So if you have ideas <laughs> for fixing uh, the scientific progress and the scientific system in the United States or the world, you know, send them to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I shared a Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that was good. Uh, snip, snippet that I think somebody posted on Facebook. I don't know, but I, I, I was can able I read to Google it? it. Can I read it out loud? Can I describe it? Yeah, yeah. All right. So you got Calvin, the little boy, sitting at a, at a table with a piece of paper and a pencil, obviously writing, and Hobbes is looking over, kind of looking over his shoulder, looking at him writing. And Calvin goes, I used to hate writing assignments, but now I enjoy them. I realize that the purpose of writing is to inflate weak ideas, obscure, poor reasoning, and inhibit clarity. With a little practice, writing can be, intim- be an intimidating and impenetrable fog. Want to see my book report? And Hobbes says, The dynamics of interbeing and monological imperatives in Dick and Jane, a study in psychic transrelational gender modes. And then Calvin says, Academia, here I come. Beautiful. And, uh, you know, I, I really like that. Because Bill Watterson, I think he's an interesting character. Yeah, well, he's kind of a cynic as well. And, and, and uh, let's actually just talk about this idea real quick. Like That is... So reading that title, that is not like hyperbolic. Like that, I've read titles oh, yeah. very similar to that all the time. Oh yeah, utterly absurd. Yeah. Um, have yeah. you seen? I don't remember what the name of the website is. It's basically where people submit their thesis or dissertation uh, idea like in one sentence. Oh no! Uh, hold on, let me let me find. I haven't it. seen that. Uh, That's me, a good one. It's really really good. Okay, it's it's lolmythesis.com. Oh, and it's gosh. things <laughs> like, uh, all right, so let's see. Why do they put one per page? That's dumb. That's just poor design. Um, so pe- the people like list what field they're in. Uh, so the name of this paper is Unnatural Amino Acids as Novel Probes for 2D IR Spectroscopy of Proteins. And uh, the, the short <laughs> version is Ultra Fast Paintball on Proteins. I got one that says, I'm going to look up psychology. I got one that says, I just wanted to write about Kanye. <laughs> IDK. Are you at lolmythesis.com? Yeah. yeah. So I guess looked, I guess search for psychology. Here's one. Uh, someone's quick version. Psychopaths just don't give a shit. <laughs> Reading upside down words is difficult. Uh, this, this uh, is funny. That's we're gonna have a version of that uh, eventually. I wonder. I don't, I don't know what mine would be yet, but <laughs> don't get arrested because police interrogation sucks. <laughs> oh, that's from Cl- somebody at Claremont McKenna College. <laughs> oh man, uh, our neck of the woods. Anyway, uh, 
so the reason this comic is funny is because it's mostly true. Yeah. And the part that I harped, I mean, that it really got me was the, the second panel where Calvin says, I realize yeah. that the purpose of writing is to inflate weak ideas, obscure poor reasoning, and inhibit clarity. Yep. And I thought, that, I was just like, oh, that's so funny. Yep. Because, yep. Because that's, you know. Yeah. And I've, so uh, the cynic in me has been in situations in our PhD program where we are having conversations about somebody's ideas and we're really centering in on like how they have written it. And very, so we're really critiquing the writing that somebody has given us, you know, how do you make it clearer? How do you, uh, very rarely do I feel like we critique whether or not this is even a good idea. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, cause that's, that is hard criticism to give somebody, especially a colleague. Um, and sometimes I feel like we have discussions with some of our classmates and I'm sure they probably are thinking this about me too, where what I'm thinking is the problem here is that this is just not a very good idea. Like there's just not enough here for you to really do anything interesting with it, but we're going to spend an hour trying to make your writing somehow better around, around this real relatively weak uh, nugget of an idea. You know what though, with, you know, within the, you know, obviously the context of you know an educational system i think the point is to sort of learn through that process sure. you know so i think it's part i just think you could also learn through the process of like oh you know what you need to kind of go back to the drawing table and develop this idea more rather than develop the writing around the idea and i think there's yeah. a little bit and of I, difference there i think the key to what you said is developing the idea because yeah. deciding whether or not yeah i'm not saying throw the idea out because but, yeah who knows man some people's wild ideas become for sure something you know what i mean so, for no. sure yeah i guess yeah. i guess sometimes worry that we spend a lot of time Basically, living this panel uh, rather than really spending yeah. more time on the idea side of things. Yeah, that's all. Not you though; you have great ideas. I don't. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we all have terrible ideas, and we all have good ideas yeah, at times. That's true. I'm legitimately excited to join the next research meeting. I've missed being a part of those uh, actually, and trying to get back into thinking about PhD stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And this has been an episode of the file, of the file drawer. Are we done for real? <laughs> Probably a high minute. <laughs> we have been going for a little over an hour.
Going through change 